Welcome to the Beyond Rich Podcast, where we talk about all of those turning point moments that changed everything and the mindset it took to get there. Hey guys, welcome back to the Beyond Rich Podcast. I am Natalie Lemus Hernandez, your host, and today I'm joined with my friend, Goose Susie. Buckle up, you guys. This is my favorite episode ever in the history of the Beyond Rich Podcast. Also, the first episode with a guest. Goose gives his story of how he went from $4 in the bank, lots of broke hacks, that's what I'm calling them, how to fill a full tank of gas with only $2 on your debit card, to being a millionaire and walking truly close to the Lord. It is amazing. His testimony, the wisdom that was shared, we had, I mean, I asked a lot of questions of just doubts and concerns and things I have on my heart regarding money and where I've been for the last five years, a little bit, you know, on my journey and just the way that he explains things and the wisdom that he shares. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this. It's a little bit longer than normal. So, you know, you're going to have to go on a long walk for this one to watch it or listen to it start to finish, please share, like, subscribe, leave a review and tag us um, wherever you decide to share it. So excited. Buckle up. Hey, Goose. What's up? How you doing? Just doing great. Welcome to the Beyond Rich podcast. Thank you so much for joining. I'm so excited to chat today to talk about God Money Conference, your testimony. I've never heard it straight from you. Oh, geez. So I'm really excited about that and just all the cool things God's been doing in your life. And I just can't wait to share that on the podcast. I know it's going to be amazing. And also you're my first guest on the beyond rich podcast. That's super exciting. Like I, I listen to beyond rich. Okay. And no, I do. And I I was listening to it on the way here actually. Oh really? Yeah. And I just, I'm blown away by how willing you are to just share Oh. And like, you never know like what somebody's going to get from that. And it's like true. your obedience, if you will, of like being willing to open up the book and like show people like this is actual real life. Right. Like, I think that is so needed today. And especially like, I mean, if anybody knew what it took to just set this up, like there's so much going on, but just like to be able to just be raw and real, like I think it's, uh, it's very much needed. And I, I just know that your listeners are getting value. So that's, oh. that's what I hope I get to Thank bring to, to the table today. No, I'm you super, will. super excited. Okay. I think before we get started into your story and God money and all the things, like, isn't it crazy how we met when we were 16? 16 years old. Yeah. Six at Ryla. Yeah. Yeah. So we met at a leadership camp. So for everyone listening, it's just so crazy. So Goose and I met literally when we were 16 at a leadership camp. Yep. How many years did you go to Ryla? Do you know? Two. Two years? Yeah. So I went once as a camper. Uh Uh-huh. And then the next year as a staff member. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then Ryla, um, I mentioned it actually in my podcast podcast. What is tips? Oh, okay. I think I might have mentioned it. If not, Ryla was like the teen version of what we do now, which is tips for like the 18 to 35 year old. So, which is next week. Okay. So that's just crazy. And then we obviously stayed in touch, social media and then school and college. No, I didn't. I went to school in California. You did? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> no, no, but you know, just social media, and then I think, yeah, I reconnected. I met Kelsey, your yeah. wife, who I love so much, and then you met my boss at the time. Who? Uh, Mark Bretts, because Mark. I Bretz did meet your boss. Test texted me 
It was in Vegas. Yeah. And he's like. At a real estate conference. At a real estate conference. Yeah. And I was just like blown away. I was like, first of all, like Mark Bretz, he was like not one that just like randomly texts. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, well, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So I've seen you wrote like a couple captions about how, you know, you went from $4 in your bank account to millionaire and it was tied to the tithe and what God did for you Yeah. and how that was revealed to you. So my first question is how old were you when this happened? And then also before you get into that story, I kind of want to know like, what was your money story growing up? Like what were your beliefs around money and also God? As a kid. Okay. So let's start with God as a kid. Okay. So God as a kid, um, we grew up in like a a Mormon household. My grandparents were Mormon. Uh, My mom's whole side of the family is Mormon. And we lived with my grandparents for a while. So come from divorce, blended family is what I like to say better. But um, we always knew God existed and we always knew God loved us. Um, But I just didn't have like a solid, solid foundation. And yeah, there's like trauma and my childhood and their stuff right just like everybody just has stuff but I always knew Jesus loved me and how did you know I don't know and that's (laughs) I'm literally getting like goosebumps right now because like it's like when you met Hugo Uh like you just when you know you know right and like when I met Kelsey my wife like I just knew that was gonna be my wife I didn't know why or anything it was just this feeling right but with Jesus like I just always felt it didn't matter what happened to me in that moment or what I was going through. I just knew that like I mattered and cause it's weird. Cause I have like a bunch of self doubt still to this day. Right. And you look at like what I've done so far and, and somebody looks at that and be like, how could, how could you possibly have self doubt? It's like, but I do, it's real. Like I do have self doubt still today, but I never doubted that Jesus loved me. I feel like that's like a blessing or a gift or something. I think it is a gift. I really do because I didn't live like a Christian at all. Like I Uh didn't, I just knew who Jesus was. And that's the other thing too, is like, I know Jesus way more than I know the Bible. Mm. And I think there's so many people that know the Bible more than they know Jesus. And it really makes me view life very differently. Like even this morning, I called and was like, do you want me to bring coffee? Do you need anything? And you're like, no, I need one cup and I'm good. I wake up ready to go. And like, and like, I'm the same way. Like I love my life. Mm-hmm. I do. And not because it's perfect, not because there's like anything that's just like whatever, but I just wake up knowing that like it's a gift today. Mm-hmm. Not trying to be too cheeky, but like I absolutely love my stinking life. I really do. Wow. So, and it was just yeah. like from the earliest times. Earliest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it really was. Like I just knew Jesus loved me and like Jesus loves me this. I know. Like a little <laughs> song. Like it's true though. Like, like you had it ingrained. And I don't know why, but I did. Wow. Okay, Goose. So before we jump into every the whole episode, I just want listeners to hear this right at the beginning. Tell them about the God Money Conference, where it is, when it the, the details and how to get tickets. Okay. So God Money Conference, uh, it's going to be Saturday, September 23rd. It's going to start at 8.30. Go till noon. We're going to have uh, five guest speakers there. Amazing guest speakers. It really will be life-changing. I'm not even... I can't overemphasize the fact of how amazing it's going to be. We're going to focus on faithfulness, what success in the kingdom actually looks like, what money actually is and how it should be used, especially as a Christian. And you can get your tickets at godmoneysecrets.com. You guys have to get your tickets. Okay. This is going based on this podcast episode. Now I'm like 10 times more excited to come. I mean, 
everybody. We all, did you know that there's actually, I think 2000 verses or something about money mm-hmm. in the Bible more. It's talked about more than faith and salvation. And yeah. yeah. Why is that? Come to the God money conference to find out. See you there. Cause I'm one of the speakers. Thank God goose invited me. I hope he, after this episode, he still wants me there. <laughs> okay guys. See you there. So, okay, I got to ask this. What would you say to someone who feels really far away from God's love? Like they don't have that revelation. Like, do you have any words for that? Or is it just so unnatural to you that you don't know kind of how someone would get close to God and feel his love? I've got some, I've got one buddy that's actually popped in my mind right now. And he's asking, he's like, he always asks me questions and everything. He does, he believes in a higher power, but he doesn't call him God. Um, But to not feel it, I think it's in your, <laughs> I think it's deep in your, in everybody's DNA. Like he's the creator. He created all of us. And I think it is just like being okay with knowing you're not okay without him and starting there. Like you, you know, there's this void in you and we try to fill it with everything, right? We try to fill it with everything. But when you know that the only thing, the only person that can fill that void truly is God, then you're able to allow yourself to lean into him because God doesn't love you anymore or any less. He loves you always. Like he just does. And I think sometimes when people say like, I just don't feel close to him or anything. It's like, well, where are you at? Mm-hmm. He didn't go anywhere. Where are you? Like just turn to him, just start talking to him. I think that's so huge. I think one thing that I've been, as I went through a season this year where I didn't feel close to God, um, I mean, I just had like this, Ugo and I just went through like, I don't know, 45 days of becoming reborn. That's amazing. (laughs) That's amazing. That's another podcast episode (laughs) for another day, dude. But um, anyways, the, there was a lot of just trials before that and tests where I did feel really like far away from God. And I remember just like, you know, even just praying and being like, God, like, where are you? Like, I don't feel you, but what this 45 days really revealed to me was where was I exactly what you said and where I was, was full of pride Mm. and full of selfishness and full of like that whole feeling of like, I can do it. Like I can, like if it's to be, it's up to me. Like those, that type of philosophy, which that's how I grew up was that, that and not like leaning on God. And I think what you said, you know, acknowledging like that void and yeah. acknowledging our weakness when we have, for me at least in my experience, the last 40 days of, of really feeling massive reconnection with God, what I went through, what Ugo and I went through was this just stripping down of like feeling our weakness again, yeah. you know, feeling the, the absolute need, recognizing that we have tried to fill that void with other things and that it totally comes up empty. It leaves you filled with anxieties so many anxieties and just shame too of just like gosh like why am I not enough and all these things and I was just doing some prep for my talk and I was googling like I am enough bible verse because I'm like is there any there is nothing because guess what we're not enough without Christ right and so it's like oh my gosh I don't have to believe that I am enough actually wanting to believe that I am enough without you know Jesus is not like that is leading me deeper into pulling me away from him yeah I want to wake up knowing that I'm not enough but that he in me 
strengthens me. Yes. And there's so many verses on, you know, in my weakness, like I am made strong. So I, I love that what you said in the beginning was just like, you know, acknowledging that we have this void and that God is the only one that can fill that void truly. And if we don't acknowledge that we have, the first step is like acknowledge that we need a savior. Yeah. Right. Yep. I've just been recently on this channel. So I'm so glad no. you mentioned that. No, I think that's, it's, it's true though, right? Like it's not your husband's job or your wife's job or your kids' job to make sure you're filled up. Yeah. Only one being, one person can truly do that and that's Jesus. Yeah. But we put these pressures. Yes, you're supposed to be loved by your family and all these things, of course. I'm not saying that, but it's a foundational thing. Like when you know that, and it doesn't mean it's perfect every day. It doesn't mean like you always feel like Jesus is my buddy walking down this, you know, it's nothing like that, but it really is like he is available. Yeah. You need to be available. And I think that's where we kind of distance ourselves as we put, this is going to sound a little contradictory, but we put too much on him to be like, just do everything, Jesus, you're Jesus, you know, but he already did his we part. We have to be available. Okay. Do your part. So Ugo and I have been massive on that channel too. I'm like looking over here because Ugo's here. <laughs> Everyone listening that can't see the video, Ugo's in the house. So, um, be available. Like, how do you make sure that you're available with like life and with your own, I don't know. I don't know. Do you have ever like your own fleshly desires? Cause I do. 100%. <laughs> no. Like I, I'm like to I'm, the moon. Yes. And I'm like, what God, what? No, I'm going to the moon. And then I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I need you. Oops. So one of the pride things I had an issue with is I honestly, I had an issue with heaven. Oh. I didn't really want to die. Oh. I know I'm not going to hell, but I didn't necessarily want to go to heaven because I just thought we were just going to be singing Kumbaya the whole time and just like, I'm like, I love my life now. Oh. Like, I love what I get to do now. I love my family now. Like, I love this stuff now. And, but if you truly believe, like, heaven is going to be way better than it is right now. But I also believe like heaven on earth. So I don't think it's going to be drastically different as far as like day-to-day stuff. I know that we're not going to have like the suffering anymore. I know there's it's going to be like way, way better. But I do think like there's still going to be like what you do on earth matters. And I think that's one thing I have a real big issue with when Christians are just trying to just get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Like you're missing the testimony part. We're here now. Like you got today. Use today. You know what I mean? But everybody's just trying to get to the end of the race to even get to heaven. Well, okay. So Valentino, who's our Uh six-year-old, before it was probably three weeks ago, I'm putting him to bed, right? And he just like, he just talks a lot. He's a talker. (laughs) He he needs a podcast. That's amazing. (laughs) Imagine. But he just like goes, he's literally like, mommy, like literally out of the blue. He's like, mommy, why, why were we even born? He's like, I just wish that like on the second day of my life, no, no joke. He's like, I just wish on the second day of my life that I just would have went to heaven to be with God. Mm. Yeah. Like he, but our souls do yearn for heaven. I, you, I think you, everybody yearns for eternity, whether yes. they know it or not. The Bible says that too. Yeah. Like yeah. You'd really do. And cause it's in our DNA. Yeah. Right. Like we were created in his image. Yeah. So there's a lot of characteristics that we have in us right. that we might not necessarily be able to tap into yet mm-hmm. because we're not, we don't have that relationship with him. But yeah, it's going back to that, like, how do you make time for that? Is like, you have to make time for that. And like the very first thing I do in the morning is I open up my phone, mm-hmm. not my Bible, just being honest. Yeah. And then I go to my Bible Good, app. I, lo- I love the honesty. I, I open up my Bible app and look at what Wait, the verse Wait, you don't get up day. and like 
um, hold on. Whole plunge yeah. for 13 minutes and then run a marathon. And then, and then no. do like 17 minutes of breathing exercises and stuff. Wait, what? I'm shocked. I thought you were like a bro. <laughs> I need a routine. That's as close as I got right now. I'm not I'll a routine up my, person. I So Kelsey, my wife, she's amazing at like scheduling and everything. And we learned that like I feel trapped if I'm tied to a schedule. Amen. Even if it's supposed to help me. Like even if it's like supposed to like help me get things done in the day. I don't even want the schedule. Like I'll figure it out. But then I waste a lot of time trying to just figure it out too. But it all works out. But it all works out at the end of the day. I yes. know. We're <laughs> too similar. So, okay. So you open and you look at your Bible app. Yeah. Look at my Bible app. And then I truly do wake up. And I think this is like one of my superpowers. I think we all have superpowers. But like my superpower is like I truly am grateful to be alive. I love just waking up. And there's there's a piece about it too. Like when you know you're not in the driver's seat. And by the way, like I struggle with that too. Like. It's, it's, it's gotta be, it's up to me kind of thing. And then I also heard a quote too that I really like, but I don't know how biblical it is, but it's a uh, pray as if it's up to God work as if it's up to you. What? Say it again. Pray as if oh. it's up to God. But I thought work. you said praise. Oh no. But work as if it's up to you. Okay. Pray as though it's up to God. Mm-hmm. Work as though it's up to you. Yeah. So meaning every day you have the choices. Mm-hmm. To like move the needle or not. Mm-hmm. But God already knows what's going to happen, right? He's omnipotent. But I think there's a part in my book too, I talk about partnering up with God. So my mm-hmm. book, God Money Coming Out, partnering up with God. And what that means is like, he already did his part. Mm. He already did. So stop relying on him to do everything for you. He already equipped you with what he wants you to do. So it's like the, the closer you are relationship with him, the more revelation you get, the more like Charity Major says it, but like Jesus tells his children little secrets. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought it was such a beautiful picture. But the thing about secrets, and we were talking about this earlier, is to hear a secret, you have to get close, mm-hmm. right? So like the closer you are to God, the more you can hear. The okay, so secret. how does someone get closer to God? You spend time with him. How do you spend time with God? Bible app. Right. <laughs> it pulls up the book. Pulls up Bible, Bible app. <laughs> Bible app. But no, like. But then it, you get a notification from Instagram, and then you're 35 minutes into Instagram, right. and you didn't look at your Bible app. Correct. Yeah. So you have to I mean, go there you. first. I'm talking about me. No, never me. No, no, no never me. No. But you, you do. You have to be intentional. Like, just like I'm intentional about loving my wife every day. Okay. Like, you gotta yesterday choose. wasn't enough. Uh huh. Right. Like, there's a Garth Brooks song, like, if tomorrow never comes or something, like, will she know how much I love her? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, my husband's from Mexico, so I don't think he knows about Garth Brooks. You know Garth Brooks? Oh, <laughs> Look we'll at his face. He's just like, nope. Garth Brooks is... Uh, he knows about Mana. He's amazing. Mana? Aventura? No? Okay. Yeah, Aventura. Aventura? They have like the... Oh, I love Aventura. <laughs> you know them. They're the... Anyways. But All just right. making time for him, right? Yeah. And like truly looking at it as an actual relationship and not a religion. Mm. I think that's where we mess up a lot with like even... There's too much pressure on the religion. Like, yes, I'm a Christian, but I'm God's kid. Mm. That's my dad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I look at it more like that, and I pray before every meal. Like, even if I'm going to have a snack, like, I, I just it's, like, ingrained to just pray, just be grateful for it. And I think that came from just, like, my earlier years where it's, like, we didn't, I don't want to, like, over-dramatize this or anything, but, like, we didn't always have food. Mm-hmm. We always ate, but it wasn't, like, we didn't always have meals mm-hmm. okay just because we, we did your question earlier like did you come for money <laughs> no my my foundation of money was like it's lacking 
there's no money to even talk about. Like that was my understanding of money. Mm-hmm. Money's tough. Money's hard. Money's unfair. Uh, rich people are just greedy. You can't have money and be a Christian. Mm. And it's all lies. That's mm. all cultural lies. And that was one of the big. It's bondage. It is bondage. And in the Bible, it says you can only serve one master, right? So money or God. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't say you can't have money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people point to, um, I think it's in Luke, but they point to the rich man who Jesus said, sell all of your things and follow me. And if he you want do to it. be perfect. Yes. Yeah. But if, when you look deeper, it wasn't because he had things. It's because the things had him. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, Jesus, Jesus doesn't care you have stuff. He doesn't. He cares if your stuff has you. But isn't it hard to have stuff not have you? I don't think so because it's a heart position. But how do you make sure your heart's right? You constantly spend time with God. Mm. And like, I want the same things within reason that I've always wanted. Like, I want a jet. I want the Lamborghini. I want these things. Mm -hmm. But I want them for different reasons today. And I always said, like, growing up poor. Why do you want them? Because, I mean, won't a Honda get you the same place a Lamborghini will? Will get me the same place, but it will not feel the same. (laughs) (laughs) And again, like, I hope this isn't taken out of context, but like, Heaven on earth, right? Like, I don't think I'm going to be driving a Lamborghini up in heaven, but it's like, it's an experience. And I want my kids. Like, <laughs> what? Like, Do like, you just I, say heaven on earth, Lamborghini? No. Goose. <laughs> no, like, I know, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be driving a Lamborghini in heaven. But what I'm saying is, like, there's certain experiences. <laughs> this is the best. There's certain experiences. Um, a man believes that in going to heaven, you know, Lamborghini is just like somewhere around there. <laughs> experience wise, okay. right? Okay, experience. And I've never been in a Lamborghini, so I don't know what the experience it's is. It's so like. much smaller than you think. I thought it was a huge car. It's so, you, so small. You can't be overweight well, <laughs> and be in a Lamborghini. You can't bring four. You're, it's a two person oh, thing. That's I get it. it. It's okay. really, really small and compact. But with that said, like. So why I do you think, want the Lamborghini and you can't be content with a Honda? Like it's oh, I genuine can be content. question. Genuine question. I can be content, but okay. I know I'll be settling. Really? Why? I do. But I because I don't like, want the Honda. But why would a Lamborghini represent settling? Or the Honda represent settling? In it to me, to it you. would because I know I'm capable of getting a Lamborghini. We're really hitting this Lamborghini thing hard right now. And and I please don't this is not a Lamborghini commercial or, or podcast, but it really was like if I am able to do more, okay, shouldn't I do more? If I can bless more people, shouldn't I go bless more people? If I can earn more money, shouldn't I go earn more money? I know money in my pocket is way better than money in most people's pockets because I know what to do with it. And again, that God money uh, book and the conference and everything, like all God money is, is the baseline is like, it's a heart position. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of mindset, but it's mostly heart. I don't, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not, I obviously am not as close with the Lord. I'm, 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 no. <laughs> I'm working on it, but I feel like the temptation to like, I think my heart started out like that, you know, in my walk with the Lord. And I, I just been walking with the Lord since 2018. So mm-hmm. not that long. And that's only five years. Right. Yeah. And we were struggling a lot financially yeah. in 2018. And then he, you know, just, began to bless us and then we began tithing. I mean, he blessed us before we began tithing. Yeah. Then then our heart and our spirits like were like, wait, what? Like we had this conviction around tithing. Like he's the owner of everything and he's blessing us. He's so merciful. So then we began tithing and then a lot more blessings came. And then for me, like I'm just gonna be real. Like I felt 
then like this desire and this hunger to like my mind and my focus was like, okay, we own these pieces of land. Mm -hmm. Like let's develop them into like 80 apartment. I'm not saying it's bad, Mm -hmm. but my heart, like it started to own me. Mm. It really did up until, you know, this 40 day journey that Ugo and I have been on (laughs) for like literally the last 45 days. And that's why I'm asking is because I don't know the lusts of the flesh are so we live in a world that's constantly bombarding us with messages that say that try to like fight against our contentment in Christ. Yeah. But at the same time, I do agree with what you're saying about if you're able to then do it because so I, I guess like I'm like working through all of this and I don't know that I'll ever have the answer because I also the other day was thinking, well, you know, with the business that we have, you know, we have about, I don't know, 40 employees and that's God funneling that blessing to bless our business so that we can employ and pay and their families. And it like is trickling out to more people. So I, I know it is a heart thing, like a heart position yeah. at the same time. I just feel like the temptations are so great. So <laughs> but I know what, what, is, is, what is this that you're wearing? What is this? Um, I got it off of Posh, Poshmark. Okay, but, but it was it's used. a jacket, right? Yeah, it's a jacket. It's a long sleeve jacket. Uh-huh. Looks kind nice. like a Lamborghini jacket. So why didn't you go to Walmart and just get a jacket? Well, I did get it used. That's not what I said. <laughs> why didn't you go to Walmart and get a jacket? And nothing against Walmart. Like Walmart to me was like, I <laughs> wish we could get Walmart. Like, we went to Goodwill. Because I'm not content with something from Walmart. My Why? stomach just growled. I'm hungry. <laughs> Less of the so, flesh. But no, this is, this is, I think this is super No, this important. is good. This is and, why I want to have these conversations. Most, most Christians, they mess this part up. Right, I, I, had, I, think I just it's had a bad. So I genuinely think that it's bad right now with where I'm at. And I don't know, like, that I, I'm not saying I have all the answers. I'm literally on, like, such a journey right yeah. now, Goose. That's why I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to talk about God many covers. Like, I know that the Lord is greater and I know that it's not going to be me talking. 100%. It's going to be him. Yep. And I'm submitted totally unto my husband and the Lord. And so that I'm struggling with that in a sense of like, shouldn't I be content with a Walmart blazer? I mean, just to use an example. Again, I think you can be content, but being content is very different than settling. And I think that's where people don't quite know how to make the difference in settling. Explain. Okay. When you settle, this hit me. I was driving and I just, it was a download from the Holy Spirit and I absolutely loved it. It was like, the devil wants you to settle. Okay. Tell me more. Once you settle, you don't need God anymore. You don't. That's true. Because you don't need any more faith to do anything else. That makes me want to cry. No, no, no. no, But I'm I'm serious. Like I literally just had a a pastor. My brains are blown right now. (laughs) Two, two or three weeks ago, uh, I, I sent him the first chapter of my book and I sent that to you too. I loved it. And one of everybody, the questions. Pause. Everybody mm-hmm. needs to get the God Money book. It was, I read a lot of books. I'm not really into books anymore, but <laughs> just because I think just they all say the same thing. Yours was, it was biblical. It was inspiring. It was spirit filled. That's really what I wanted to, to say. Thank you. you. Know, it wasn't just words on a page. It was spirit filled. So I really, I only read the first chapter. It's all you gave us. So with that right there, I prayed before any time I started working on that book. And I was like, God, this is your book. Use me. Mm-hmm. This is your book. Use me. And when I read it, I can see it's not me 
And that's like people who are like, I don't know if you, if you, if you don't understand like the Holy Spirit and like that, this just sounds like crazy voodoo stuff to you. No, no, but no. Don't ever say the Holy Spirit and voodoo in the same sentence. No, no, no. But I'm just saying like when don't you don't, know. when you don't understand. No, I know voodoo. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's different. Okay. When you don't understand. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like it sounds weird. Oh. And a lot of. Uh, there's, Most there's, people don't understand a lot of things. I mean, a lot of people, like, I don't understand a lot of things. Like money. Yeah, I like money. Okay, so tell okay. me more about the okay. settling. So I had a, pas- or a pastor, and he literally read the first chapter, and he goes, how can you want something without loving it? And I was like, that's a very good question. In my mind, I'm like, duh, because I know, but I, I, I got away from that, and it was like, that is actually a very good question. Pasta night, okay? Spaghetti. Uh-huh. Do you want to use a spoon or do you want a fork for pasta night? I like forks. Most people do for pasta night. Okay. Okay. Do you love the fork? No. You need it for that project, for that meal. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. I'm not down with that because a, a blazer and well, a watch. blazer. Okay. Watch. Okay. A spoon and a fork are different. A fork uh-huh. is a tool. Uh-huh. That's it. Yeah. There's no real emotional attachment to the fork. Right. We need to get that way with money. And when your heart's in the right position, when your heart is truly focused on what God says about money, then it doesn't matter what you have because you're using it to glorify him. I'm not saying you use the fork on pasta night to glorify God. But when you can be as unmoved by it as much as simply picking up a fork and using the fork, Mm. that's how I truly am with money. I know how to use money. I know what to do with it. I know how to deploy it. I know how to make more of it. But I wasn't always like that. Mm. It literally was like, it's been, uh, so when I was younger, I would just pray. I was like, God, I want to be rich because I want to show people you don't have to be a crazy, greedy, selfish person just because you have money. Mm. Because you were taught that people that were rich were that, crazy and greedy yeah. and selfish. If you're rich, you're, you're greedy. Mm-hmm. And so I told God, like, if, if I ever get to the point that I have money, or my big thing, I'll just share with this. I wanted to be a millionaire by the time I was 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Me too. Made up goal. I, I wanted me to do too. it. Yeah. Is that weird that we had that same goal? No. But again, like, what, why did you have that? Because my mom told me that she was and I wanted to be like okay. her. But you so, so, but there was something in you I mean, that said like. that's my answer. There's something in you that said like you could do it. You had the ability at oh, some no, totally. point to be able to do it. But I wasn't a believer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it was still that desire. Totally. Right? And so I think that's where people still, they don't quite get. Like, you have certain God-given desires in your heart, whether you're a believer or not, that he doesn't allow you to get comfortable with your situation because you're not supposed to be comfortable in that situation. He has this plan for you, and you're just okay with this. Okay, so what you're saying is that it's personal. The what? Like, every person has... Like God has a plan for every person. 100%. Yes. And I think this is where like success is thrown out pretty loosely. But I recently came to understand success as like when you are who God created you to be, you're successful. Mm, I love that. And with that, that to me was like very eye-opening and heart-changing. And it really was a transformational pivot point for me because it's like, Okay, going back a little bit. I know I'm all over the place, guys. I apologize, but no, no, you're so not all over four dollars, four dollars to a millionaire. I'll say what age I got that at. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yes. Spoiler alert. Twenty nine. <laughs> but <laughs> and to tell you the truth, I, I had so much pride in that I couldn't even share that. That title, that status thing, had me that I felt weird even sharing it. 
because it was such a, it became a God to be like, I can't wait to be a millionaire. Okay. Okay. So the first time I even told anybody besides Kelsey, cause she's a millionaire too. She was there with me. Right. The first time I even found you were out, married. We were married. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's a so good, I went, and everybody listening, get married. It's a get rich quick hack <laughs> <laughs> to the right woman yeah, yeah. <laughs> or man, yeah, you know, right. depending on your case. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Ugo is the reason that I became a millionaire. But you guys work as well as a team. Yeah. I know. Ugo literally is like, he's so wise, dude. Yeah. So I am like 50,000 foot view guy and I can tell Kelsey where we're going and what I want to do and how we're going to kind of do it. But she goes... Okay, ombre, let's get back down here. This is how we're going to get it, though. And she, like, step-by-step uh-huh. step gets there, right? Uh-huh. So, like, I'm, like, the deal-getter, and she's, like, the executor, <laughs> right? But um, going back, so I was 23 years old. I had $4 to my name. Wasn't living for the Lord. I was living for myself. And this is another thing, too. Like, when you're living for yourself, you have to take a moment and look around. Like, how is it going? How really, how truly is everything going? Are you fully fulfilled? Are you just waking up passionate about life no. and... No, you're not. And so I, I quit school twice. I quit college twice. Couldn't even quit right the first time. So I went back and then did it again. Like that's, I was not a school guy. I went for sports and friends. That is it. So partying. I quit partying, of course. Yeah. No, I was, I was a big partier. I, I, I was a frat kid. I just I was wanted, a football I just player. Like, let, let's paint the picture, you know? No, so I had so many different lives, right? Like I, I was an athlete, college athlete. I was a frat kid, like, and the student. Right. So that was a lot of different groups of people. But I always knew I wasn't doing the right things. I always knew it because, again, we're just ingrained. It's in our DNA to want God. Whether you can call it God or not, that's what it is. So I quit school for the second time. I moved to Boise. I'm doing this uh, network marketing company. I'm making $12,500 for the entire year. And I'm being put on these stages and people just think I'm making $12,000 a minute. And it's just, it's insane, right? And then I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm 23 years old, no direction, huge dreams. I've always had huge dreams, always, but no real direction. And so then I go get a job at um, Tacanos, the Brazilian restaurant, and I just start loving on people again. And one thing I know, I'm a servant, I love serving. There's ways to make money serving, right? Being a server is one, but it doesn't make that much, right? But I was so stinking happy. And that's, if you know me from like when I was a kid to today, I've always been about this level of happiness. More money allowed me to do more things and experience more things and bless more people. So I have like another level of happiness at that. And I think it is pretty silly how we beat like a dead, it's a dead horse, like, Money can't buy you happiness, but being broke isn't happy. Like you're not happy. And one of the fights that Kelsey and I had, I, she won't mind me sharing this, but one of the very first fights that we had, we were engaged. I can't time. imagine you guys fighting. We fight good. What, we does, do. what does that mean? We know there's a beginning. We know there's an end. Oh, and got we're it. Done. Okay. Got so, it. I, and we don't like raise our voices or anything. Right. But we just like. Arguing. Yeah. We argue. I would call it arguing. Yeah. Most. Yeah. When people look at that, it's like, that was a fight. <laughs> was like, but to us it is right. Perspective. Yeah. And one of the things she said was, because I was selling RVs at the time, so I went from being a uh, Tacano's busboy waiter to I waited on a, the general manager of an RV company. He gave me a job, knew nothing about RVs, became the top salesman there. And again, just loving on people, serving people. And then one of the fights, I'll do this, the fight for a second. Uh, she said, because my income was, I'm 100% commission, so it's all over the place. It was never less than three, 3000 and it got up to like 12000 a month. 
And uh, she said, she's like, it's too much up and down. Like, I just, I want us to just make 50 grand a year and be happy. And I'm like, I won't be happy only making 50 grand. I promise. And you won't either because that's me having to settle. And I'm not willing to settle to that. I'm not because I, there, I know how much more we can do. And Kelsey was raised very traditional, what used to be traditional. Like mom and dad still married. Dad was with one company forever. Mom was stay-at-home mom. So she had like a, a very different example than I had. And I mean, together we've grown dramatically. And so we're able to go off to these big dreams together and these big goals together. And I think just a quick side nugget, like get with your spouse and stinking design the life you want. Like people don't spend enough time. What are we even building this for? Like once you have the faith piece, once you know you're, you're willing and available to build God's kingdom, what does that actually look like? And start planning together. And like, what are some of the goals we want to do? And, and so, um, Going back to the fork and spaghetti, okay? <laughs> so money is just a tool. And I know it's easier said than done, but it truly is. So when you can look at money the way God does, so <laughs> here's some tips right now. So God looks at money in percentages and not amounts. True. So throughout the Bible. True. Give as you've been giving, mm-hmm. right? So the parable of the servants, one had five turned it into 10, the talents. One had mm-hmm. five turned into 10. One had two turned into four. Two to four, five to 10. 100% increase. Mm-hmm. Both praised the same amount because they not the one that had 10 didn't get praised more. They both had the same amount of increase. Mm-hmm. And the one that buried his talent was casted out and wicked and gnashing of teeth or something crazy, right? Mm-hmm. But, and I look at that like, what does that mean today? What does if that mean today? All I'm doing is burying money in a savings account to save for a rainy day. I'm not deploying and growing the kingdom. I'm so focused on the rainy day that's going to come that I can't focus on the purpose. Like if you're so focused on your Verizon bill, how can you truly love people? Seriously, if money is, and that's the other thing too, is like people like, oh, I don't want money because then I'll start praising it. You're praising it now. You just don't have any of it. So you're praising money because it's lacking. And this is the full transformation that I've come to. So I was there too. Like I was so focused on just, I just need more money. I just need more money. Look at these lottery winners. It's not a money problem. It's a foundational understanding of money and a heart position. That's all money is. So come to the God Money Conference, Saturday, September 23rd. With that, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. No, yeah. I'm just soaking it all up. I'm just listening. I'm just like, wow. I think I never have felt, so my parents went bankrupt. Okay, mine too. When I was seven. Yeah. And then my mom said, you know, she knew that life was supposed to be different and all of this stuff. But then like we, we weren't believers. Like we just, sure. Jesus was, I mean, my mom, when I started hanging out with Christians, she thought that I joined a cult and she was oh, super yeah. worried about me. Like literally <laughs> she was like, why are you hanging out with these people? Like that's, that's, this is horrible. Are they evangelicals? Get far away from them. <laughs> she's totally like. <laughs> Obviously, she's come to the Lord now, but it's just like literally that's how that was my like upbringing yeah. about Jesus. No, stay away. Yeah. Like, no, no. Freaks. And why? It's really? So there was a hurt on horrible. mom's side? Yeah. My mom was. Yeah. She was okay. abused by someone that said that they were a Christian. It was her stepdad repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of every type of abuse. And he said he followed Jesus. It's sick, dude. It is sick. And I think that too, like. It's so don't, sick. Don't put people and Jesus on the same don't, spectrum. Don't. Like, 
our actually Mark Francie, who's going to be speaking. Yeah, he's a phenomenal speaker. He's so entertaining, and he's he gets deep too, which I love. It's hard to find someone that's like that. Mm-hmm. But he talks about he's like people that just give up on church. Yeah, he's like, did have you ever had a bad meal? What was the last bad meal you had? <laughs> a spinach salad in Mexico. I mean, who gets a spinach salad in Mexico? Okay, I was, was trying to be skinny. It made me sick. I should have gotten like the fajitas with guac. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying so, to be thin. So was was that the last meal you had? In have, my life? Yeah. No, you, I got hungry again. So you ate you ate again? Yeah. Okay. Why do that with church? Yeah. We have one bad experience and we give up on it. I mean, my mom's was not. It was no, like no, 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 no. egregious. I, and I'm not trying to make light of that at all. Like yeah. there's a lot of weight to that. But I'm just saying like in general, like if we do have, again, if we do have a bad experience or we run into somebody that says they're, that claims they're a Christian and they're like, you don't you, you're not living like a Christian. Like we automatically put like the blanket of like, that's Christianity. Bunch yeah. Of hypocrites, no, right? totally. Yeah. So yeah, they went breakrupt and then, um, but I didn't never feel like we never, my sister and I never felt poor. Like yeah. never. We actually thought we were rich all the time, even when we were bankrupt. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We thought, I mean, we, I mean, literally cause we had a black Lincoln Navigator. Oh really? Oh yeah. And, but it was used. <laughs> Why didn't you have a Tahoe? I don't know. Tahoe <laughs> gets you from A to B. Oh, is a navigator better than a Tahoe? I don't because no, they, no. Because yeah, they navigators way better than a Tahoe. <laughs> I don't know anything about Dollar cars. Wise. I don't know anything about cars. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, my sister, uh, whatever. The we, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, I do want to circle back. So it's interesting. So I was telling you the other day. I was like, you know, this revelation that I've had in the the way that I'm kind of like, I would say I'm kind of not struggling, but I would say I'm unpacking a lot about money having us or or having you know like because here's what happened I'll, I'll just kind of give you a little brief so the lord kept blessing us financially mm-hmm. we, we started tithing blessed us even more continued tithing continued giving above the tithe really doing a lot of good things with yeah. with the money but at the same time like i Ugo's always been like grounded and wise and good. <laughs> He's like shaking his head. He's like, it's not true. Um, but anyways, I started like the lust of the flesh being like, I could be like this massive, like real estate developer. And, you know, cause that's what the realm we're in yeah. and like build all these units and all of this. But what happened was what I realized was that all of these, like, I don't know, dreams, if you will, started taking the place of, now Mm. like of who is in front of us to serve Mm. right now Mm. our kids yeah you know my husband yeah the people in our business the people in our circle and what really struck us was um we had this lender Mm -hmm. (laughs) friend who wrote us an email we had closed a deal with him and he said you know i just and i don't know if he's a believer or not I don't know. And he said, you know, hey, you know, I really loved working with you and Ugo on these transactions. And in another time, another place, another stage of life. And if you guys weren't, you know, I think he said if we weren't all so busy, I think we could be great friends. So that was like a pivotal moment for you. Like yeah. your attention. Okay. After the fact. Yeah. In the fact, I was like, yeah, I know. I'm so busy. And right. I'm like, thank you for the email. Goodbye. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know. Did you How write sweet. it or do you have someone else write it? No, no, I did. I did write it. I did write it. But it. But then after when we when I've been doing all this unpacking, it's like, 
But I think it goes with if you have money or if you don't have money, right? Like the focus on either, it's all about getting more. Mm -hmm. With your poor or your rich, it's all about getting more. Yeah. Or paying your debts. You know, you're either paying your debt on your office building that has two tenants on it or you're paying your debt for your credit card bill. Mm -hmm. It's literally like no different I'm seeing now. Yeah. But the heart position of like wanting more and being like hungry for more, lust of the flesh, you know, and then we have this person in front of us and it's just, he's just one example. But like our kids are asking for our attention all of the time. Yeah. You know, and our marriage is asking for our attention yeah. and God, right, mm-hmm. doesn't ask for our attention. He's probably the only one, right? Mm-hmm. But we owe him because of love and because we're his kid. Like he wants us obviously to spend time with him and things, but it was such a convicting feeling of like, here we are saying, you know, that we love Jesus and that we want to further his kingdom, but we don't even have time. We're so busy, like mm-hmm. building a financial empire mm-hmm. and that's our main focus at least mine I would say that you know I can't we don't even have time to bring this guy and his wife over for a barbecue and like talk to them and love on them and serve them and all of those things I mean I've been writing a lot of things about my talk and it's yeah. like I'm gonna be like really transparent here and say yeah. that I've literally had fear around people coming to me Wanting to like be my friend or take me to lunch or stuff like that. Take me to coffee because I'm like, uh oh, then I'll have to spend time with them and I won't be able to run the business or grow this financial empire or whatever. Yeah, I understand that. I do. Because you're constantly just because nobody knows everything. So you're just constantly trying to navigate and do your best. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think I remember you said you earlier, you said you had 40 employees. Mm hmm. So have you heard of the BAM method? No. Business as a ministry. Oh, mm-hmm. BAM. So like you've got 40 families. Like how do you just love them better? Yeah. Right? Like you already have them in your foxhole. So like I we don't have 40 employees. Kelsey could do 40. I couldn't do 40. <laughs> no, no, Kelsey, I couldn't do it. I can't do 40. I mean, we have an amazing team, really. Yeah. But like how can you just... Focus on, so rather than getting that, like, I don't necessarily want to meet anybody new because there's the time is already allocated for, you already have, like, you're, that's the other thing too, is like, I think the business world will transform more people to God than the actual church. Oh. You um, go to church, yeah. not even most people, you, you might go to church once a week. Yeah. Their employees are with you for eight hours a day, five, six, seven days a week. Yeah. So like, how do you truly live out being a Christian? And like in our company, like we talk about money very openly and it's very weird for people that have never been around that environment because, because it's a taboo. Like you just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. And going back to like this whole thing of how it truly is just a heart position. I'm going to beat that till it's dead, but just like until you can get that, like I know money in my pocket, what it does to those around me. Mm -hmm. And that's why like the things I want, I still want, but like I wanted the jet to have a jet to be able to be like, oh, check off the box. I got a jet. Like, look at me. Now I want a jet. Nobody has an excuse, if you know me, that they can't afford a plane ticket. I have a jet. Take it. Go. Mm -hmm. Someone's dying over there. Go. Right? Like there's, when you can look at it as like, how do you take these things, these material things and get to use them to love on people with? Mm. Like I see like on Instagram, I'll see like 
going back to the Lamborghini, I'll see like the Lamborghini pull up and all the kids coming around the Lamborghini because they've never seen a Lamborghini before, right? Mm -hmm. And like just like the dreams that that even, it just shows it's real. Like did you know like real people actually spend $50,000 each time they fill their jet? Yeah. $50,000 for gas, for gas. But what's the difference in that in $50 in your car? It's just a different level where you're at. Mm -hmm. The money is the same. But yet somebody can make sense of putting $50,000 in their jet and the person putting $50 in their tank is like, what a waste of money. And yet the person that can't even afford $50 of gas in their car, they're like, one day, if I could only do that. And this hits home to me. I had a, I recently had a video go viral, 70,000 views, and that was viral for me. And I was like, why did this hit so hard? Like all of my rest, by the way, I don't pay for like my, my views or like any of like anything I have is like what I have. Like it's just the people there. Right. So like I had this thing, it was like, I used to have this like credit card hack back when I was broke, $4 to my name. I would, I started making a little bit of money busting tables. I put, make sure there's only $2 on my debit card. Mm. And because back then when you go to the gas station, you put it in and it charged you $1. And then you fill up your tank and then it charges you the rest. Did you know this? I'm like, I don't even, I'm like, wait, what? Okay. So you put your credit. Because you had no money. So I had you, no money. So but you, I made sure there was at least $2 so I could I get at least one full tank of gas. Because I couldn't afford $30 for a tank of gas. But it would overdraft? Every time. Whoa. So okay. I would, I so I would end up spending like close to $40 with the, the overdraft fee, but I didn't have it anyway. So it didn't matter to me. I was oh my so gosh. broke. I'm so broke. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. So like you again, had a hack to get a full tank of gas. I could get one. But you paid for an overdraft fee yeah. to get that full tank of gas. Yeah. Dude. But when you're at zero, you, you're you at zero. Yeah. No, it doesn't I, matter. I, you're just at zero. I, no, you weren't at, you were in like negative. At that, at that point, yes. Yeah. After you filled up your tank. Yeah. But like that went like viral for me, right? And I was like, I think because it was so relatable how many people can't even fill up their tank. And so to this day. That went viral? That's the one that went viral. I, I, I don't get it. It was short. It was quick. But it went viral. It was, it's not. It's still getting. It's still going. Because but, people can't fill up their tank? People need to know how. They, here's the thing. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I got my own problems because I figured out how to make money. So then like lust of the flesh and all that stuff. Okay. But that's maybe like that's not, an, that's not like a common problem. But you wanting, like, a new purse or anything? I don't want a new purse anymore. Okay, but if you did, uh -huh. okay, like... Every purse, almost every one that you ever see of me, they're all replicas. I just want you to know that. <laughs> so, but even that, I like... I used to want real ones the, I don't care about anymore. The person that wants that tank of gas, like, the tank of gas is, is the their focus. Idol. It's, it's their the idol. idol. Yeah, yeah. So, having money can okay, be an idol, and not having saying. money can be an idol. Okay, so the tank of gas can be just as much of an idol as... For the some, Lamborghini. As a Lamborghini. Yeah. That's what, that's what I needed to get yeah. to, folks. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But you need a tank of gas. More than a Lamborghini. Maybe. Well, yeah, obviously. You can't say Maybe. Anything. No, you can. Because it's just perspective. Right? So the person who, the only thing they ever wanted was a Lamborghini. Uh-huh. Right? Again, it sounds like we're just sponsored by a Lamborghini. We're not. One day. But the person who just wants the Lamborghini, like... If that's what they need to check it off their list, then that's fine. If everything else is in order. If the Lamborghini doesn't have your heart. Same thing with the tank of gas. Okay, but if you died and you didn't check it off your list, I how wouldn't are you feeling? Care. I would not care. Okay, that's what I need. No, no, no. To and this to. is where it's like being content in the process, but not settling. So if I truly, Kelsey, so it was an R8, 
Audi R8 or a Lamborghini. Those are the two things that I just want. And Kelsey, she called me out one day and she's like, I love Kelsey. Why? Oh, no. she's, she's a, she'll call she's you an out. Executive dude. She is, she is amazing. She's truly is like a boss. She really is. She is. Um, but we work very well together. Uh-huh. We really do. Uh, tell me how she called you out. We're very, okay. So she literally says, she goes a little bit of context. I was just kind of like not feeling really like I moved the needle and just getting frustrated and uh, business was going good. Everything was going good, but like just self-doubt and everything. Just like, I just want these big things, blah, blah, blah. And really the, the big things you really want, there's some type of insecurity in you somewhere that that's what you think is going to get you the thing, right? That feeling. Um, so the person that you become is more important than the thing you end up getting. That's true. Um, so going back to the Kelsey calling me out, she's just like, you keep talking about this car. The car can't be the main goal. She's like, all this can't be just to get the car. Go buy the car. And I was like, what? She's like, we can afford it. Go buy the car. And I was like, the R8. I was like, uh, she said, okay. Like, I didn't have to fight for it. I didn't like whatever. And But then mentally, it felt like I got it because I had like the permission, if you will, from my wife. And so it was very, very eye-opening to me. It changed just, everything, like, huh? It did because it then I didn't, need, I didn't feel like I needed it anymore. I had that same experience, dude, with buying all these replica purses that are like huh. literally exact replicas. Yeah. And I found this website and you can like buy all every replica purse that you want. And I bought probably six or seven of the ones like I'd had on my list for a long time. And once I had them, I was like, I don't like need any more of these. Like what? I don't want the real one. I don't need it. Like I have them all. Yeah. Humans are so weird, dude. We're bizarre. Yeah. And then, but Christians, we over spiritualize things and money is one of the things we over spiritualize. And as long as the heart is in the right spot, then you can just get the stuff. Yeah. Just stay focused on the purpose and where everything comes from. Totally. I think, I think two things. One, the tithe. Tithe most, changed my life. Most, most people, whether they're rich, poor, in debt, whatever, most people are not tithing. I think that's- 7% of the church in the country tithes. Yeah. People got to get that right first. Well, and people, so if you don't know, tithing is 10%. Look at, look it up. Like tithing, tithe means in Hebrew right. means a 10th. Yeah. But most people think that just by throwing a 20 in the in the plate oh, no, no, is tithing. No, no, no. 10%. 10%. So if you make 100 grand, 10 grand is going grand. to the church yeah. and 40 grand is going to Joe yeah. Biden. <laughs> yeah. Unless you own a business and then there's a lot of ways you don't have to pay that 40%. But, you know. But yes. I mean, if your profit's 100 grand, you're paying 38%. That's why you don't show profit. <laughs> I mean, you, you, at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, yeah, yeah. you no, have 100%. to, yeah. I mean, yeah. pay taxes. Yeah. We've, we've paid a lot of taxes. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think that's the key is like people are literally not willing to. They don't even have enough faith to do the tithe. It's interesting. People will die for their faith, but you won't give 10%. Yeah, and it's only 10%. And that's what I hope everybody just got that real quick. She said it's only 10%. Again, how does God view money? percentages and not amounts. Then I read this verse in the Bible that said that the wealthy should be extravagantly generous. Yes. So then it became this this feeling in my heart and our heart of like 10% is not enough. It's not enough. So. He owns everything. It's and you all know, his most anyways. business partners, well, are most business partners going to just want 10% Goose? No, no. And he's not even a business partner. He's right. the owner. Yeah. And he's give just ask 10%. People don't have enough faith. They need to get that right. So 
going back from four dollars to a millionaire. Yeah. At, and then with this, we're gonna close up. Okay. So I we could talk all day. Seriously. Yeah. But this is so important. We like talking. Yeah. <laughs> we get Kelsey and Ugo on a podcast. It'd be like it, it would have like a beginning, a middle, an end. It would have all the questions It'd be lined a perfect out. Perfect format. Perfect format. Yeah. It would be a perfect format. <laughs> no. So. But this is important. Money is important. And it's not talked about enough. And so, like, I've kind of turned into, like, the Christian money guy uh-huh. because I'm okay with talking about it now. I wasn't, but now I am. Um, so, $4 until millionaire. I'm broke, working job to job. We I've, believe you're broke because oh I gosh. just heard the gas hack. Yeah. So, and then I get to the point where I had, um, I'm getting some money come selling RVs now. So, I make $12,500 for the entire year doing network marketing. Right. Nothing against network marketing. I couldn't figure it out. It was my fault not the company responsibility. So I got $12,500. The next year I worked for as a busser for like two, three months. And then I started working RVs and I sold, I made almost 50 grand. So from $12,500 to 50 grand is life changing. You're rich. It's life changing. Totally. But I kept, I acted like I was broke. I was borrowing my buddy's car. I didn't have my own car. I was sharing a, a three bedroom house with three other dudes. Like rent was like 300 bucks. I was just trying to keep expenses extremely low. Good. Because I know it's like to be at zero. So I just pretended I was still at zero. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy anything nice. Nothing. I would literally go work out at Axiom at 12 o'clock at midnight because the people didn't check my card. I didn't have a membership. I just walked in. And I became buddies with the guy at the front. He just read a book the whole time. Just, hey, uh. So at midnight. I'm not even kidding. Like, I literally just couldn't afford these things. You've got broke hacks for days. I do. But now <laughs> I feel like dirty doing it. So, like, I don't really like negotiating today is very different than what it was. I know. I get it. So then I make 50 grand, almost 50 grand for that year, right? But then I go to GCD, which is where I met Mark Franti, who's going to be one of the speakers at the God Money Conference. And that's where I walked into an environment I've never been in before. There's 200 plus people in this room, all our ages, 20s to 30 year olds. And it's like, KB church clap. I don't know if you know that song, but he's a KB is a rapper, a Christian rapper. And I'm just like, dude, this is like a party. Like I've never been the youth group I went to was like eight weird kids that I wouldn't hang out with outside of that place. And we're like, we're playing these silly games. Like it wasn't in a little bit of Jesus, right? It wasn't like anything like this. I was like, man, this is like meat and potatoes. So I'm there and I'm just all in awe because I was living life goose's way. Right. And I knew what that got me. Not much. Four bucks. And now I'm, I'm like, okay, let's get real with this. So I get to GCD. What's GCD? I don't even GCD know. GCD was called, it's called a Generation Church Downtown or something like that. Oh, okay. It's from Capital Church. Okay. It was like the youth it's group. It's a youth conference. Of, Got it. Okay. It's a youth group. It's weekly. Oh. Right? So, yeah. So it's changed names now, but um, that was where I met Mark Francis. He was the uh, lead pastor there. Got it. And he started talking about tithing. And I'm not kidding, guys. I know the Bible says give with a cheerful heart. I did not give with a cheerful heart the first time. Because that's the other thing, too. God says, test me in this. I know, yeah. And people don't like to think that, but God literally says, test me. I will prove to you. Test me in this. Yeah. It doesn't really say test me in anything else. Yeah, But no. money. Yeah. That's the other thing too. We don't need money when we die. We need money right now. Yeah. On earth, we need money right now. We don't need it when we die. Yeah, we don't need it in what? heaven. We don't need it. No. So you have to know how to want it, use it without loving it right now. So start tithing. And he gives a message about tithing and goes, if you don't go to this church, do not feel pressured to tithe. But if you eat here, meaning this is where you get spiritually fed, tithe where you get spiritually fed. And I was like, okay, I don't go to church. This is my church now. I'll do, I'll do it here. And my tithe was 5%. 
the first time. It wasn't a real tithe. But you but you stepped out in faith. I did. Grudgedly. Mad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I did it. And then, I'm not even kidding, my entire life started to change. What does that mean? Shortly after, I met my wife. Best, not, not I kidding. mean. Kelsey. Best Unbelievable. Blessing. Unbelievable. God Unbelievable. Ever given you. Yeah. So, by the way, tithing, when you give, when God blesses you, it's not always financially. Yeah. And that's your thing, too. Like, for those of you who already have the money thing figured out, if you start tithing, and you're not tithing, if you start tithing, you're going to enjoy things more. True. You're going to see the purpose of things more. God literally unveils when you start tithing because now he knows he has your heart. Yeah. When you're not tithing, and this is going to rattle some, but, but I volunteer at the church, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. The tithing is a piece of it. Yeah, no, people got to, you got to part with your 10%. Like, yeah. Just give it up. So, and I've had a, a guy ask me, he goes, well, do you tithe on the net or the gross? What's your answer? Both. What do you mean? Depends on how you get paid. If Joe Biden gets to put his hands in the pot before I get any of it, I tithe on the net. Uh-huh. If I do, if I close a real estate deal and I've got a fifty thousand dollar check or whatever, I'm the one that controls how much goes out. Then I tithe on the full fifty. Okay, but that's that's how my understanding of it, right? Okay. So don't get in the weeds of it. Just make it more simple, and yeah. then God knows your heart. Yeah. That's the other thing too, man. Like God, that's all He wants. Is okay, your heart. so you met Kelsey. Just give, give me Sorry. Then, then okay. give me like the bullet points of what happened after you started tithing. Met Kelsey, got more and more job opportunities, made more and more money. Enjoyed my life more and more better. More and more better. More and more better. <laughs> um, ended up buying, can I, I'll share this one last story. Uh, we bought our business with zero dollars out of our real pocket. Like zero dollars. And we got told by the bank, no eight times. The same bank. Tells you how pers- persistent I am. I kept going to that same bank, same bank, same bank to buy this business. I love how you didn't try to switch banks. <laughs> because, no, we tried two. And for whatever reason, I just, I knew it was going to be this bank. Okay. Getting told no eight times is kind of hard to stay faithful through the process. But it doesn't matter who says no if God says yes. Amen. So I had total peace, not knowing what I was doing, but I was supposed to buy that business. Kelsey and I were buying that business. So we literally prayed. And that opportunity fell, I've heard Kelsey's story version, and, and it like literally fell into their lap. Like, I just want the listeners to know this. Like, the the faithful one will be rewarded. And the opportunity fell into your lap with someone. It's not like they were, I think the beginning of, this, of your story is so beautiful because it's not like you were like pursuing money at that point. You weren't I like. I didn't know how to pursue money. <laughs> Didn't know how you pursued it. Oh my gosh, none it's of it. not even like you were like following these Instagram accounts that were telling you you got to buy a business to be yeah. rich. No, you met someone along your journey who literally offered you guys to buy their business. So I was sitting in my cubicle because I was selling commercial HVAC systems at the time. Okay, I went from busboy, RVs, to HVAC. Mm-hmm. Okay, all those jobs I had no idea were real jobs, but that's what I was doing. And I was sitting in my cubicle, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is kind of cool. My salary, my base salary was $125,000. Remember how much I was making? $12,500. Wow. I started tithing and my income multiplied by 10. Wow, interesting. God doesn't add, he multiplies. Mm. And that's something else that just like, how people don't, I don't know how people live without not believing in God. Like, I don't know how you do it. I really don't. But I'm sitting well, in my cubicle. I do in God. <laughs> I no, 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 no. Uh, so I'm sitting in my cubicle and I'm like doing this like quote for this guy for HVAC. And I'm like, I wasn't born 
to do HVAC sales. I know that. But I was being a good steward, still tithing, still doing our, our God Money frameworks before I knew it was God Money, but do my God Money frameworks with our percentages. And then I was like, I got to get up and take a walk. I get up, take a walk. And then I just felt the Holy Spirit say, call Craig. Craig was the landlord of the apartment complex I used to rent from him when I had a 407 credit score and nobody would rent to me. This one was trying to change my life, okay? I called Craig. It was his birthday. Did not know that. And uh, just real small chat. And I was like, hey, I want to buy the apartment complex. I don't have money to buy the apartment complex. But I felt the Holy Spirit say, How many call units Craig. was it? Seven. Okay. With an additional two more you could build onto it. Okay. Zone for that. And I was like, okay. So I called him. He's like, hey, what about that complex? You ready to sell it to me? And he goes, no, it's part of the retirement plan. But I might have a business for sale. Yeah. I was like, perfect send me the numbers we'll go over it tonight i'd love to see what what the opportunity is blah blah, blah. knowing i did not want the business i wanted the real estate because i didn't know business i wanted the real estate and i we get the PL. didn't know what a PL was profit and loss statement look at the PL. there's a positive number on the bottom and i'm like <laughs> this thing makes money <laughs> i'm like babe look we can mess it up and it will still make something like we can earn as we learn it's unbelievable and she's like uh okay we're living in california at the time kelsey's now pregnant first baby we don't know what we're doing we're still kids and so also babies are a blessing and they bring multiplication yes financial yes time ugo and i that's how i mean not that's how it's like we have babies and wealth the game <laughs> but i do believe that I, I we can trace our story back to like we we were pregnant and then the lord like a huge blessing came pregnant huge blessing yes so kelsey was told she wouldn't be able to carry full term because she had a blood disorder blood oh, disorder yeah. we've had three healthy babies amazing thanks a lot doc yeah but again doesn't God's matter who word. says no. If God says yes, it's going to happen. Amen. Yeah. So good. So having the conversation and I'm like, uh, yes, and the no number's over. We look it over. And then for the next six months, we negotiate the business deal. We bought a duplex. It was our very first house we ever bought. which We paid $6,500 as a down payment. Mm -hmm. um, bought that. We lived there. And then we used the equity in that for the down payment slash collateral to purchase the business. Mm. So we're zero dollars. We're buying a multi-million dollar bracing company with no money out of pocket. Never thought that'd be possible. But God, there was peace the whole time. Like God was just like walking us through, showing us step by step. You follow me, I'll show you where to go. You do it your own way, good luck. So good luck. it takes six months to negotiate this deal. The bank tells us no eight times. We're into December. We're living off savings. We moved back to Idaho no job, no income, living off $20,000 worth of savings, just bleeding, staying faithful the whole time. And I'm like, if this doesn't work, I'm going to go sell RVs. I know I can make a killing. I'll, I'll be fine. But I was like, but God said this. So I was faithful for that. And then we just prayed. We're at uh, Colorado at the time, visiting her folks for the holidays. And we just like held hands. We started praying. It was like, God, if this is what you want, give us a yes by Friday or I'm turning the page. That was the prayer. Amen. We're done. Thursday morning, the same stinking bank that said no eight times calls and says, congratulations, Mr. Susie, you have been approved for your purchase. Glory to God. And I just remember looking at Kelsey and being like, he said yes. Like we knew it. You know, I love that. It's like he wanted you to know that this was from him. Daddy's no got one you. Else. Doesn't matter yeah. what you do. You keep calling the bank. You keep calling the bank. They're going to keep saying no. Yeah. But I think that bold prayer, again, like obedience. 
I didn't, God had the plan. Yeah. I could have very much given up on the plan. And that's where like you partner with God, like stay faithful. If he told you something, it's a yes. It might not be a now, but it's a yes. Mm. And so I think that's the thing, goosebumps right now. Like, I think that's the thing too, that like we so often just like, we just expect God to do it all. And he's like, but it's for you. Take a step of faith. Yes. Just stay faithful. Trust me. And I heard this from Dr. Um, or from Darius Daniels. He's a pastor for Change Church. And he goes, faith is acting like God is telling the truth. And I loved it. Well, you started tithing. Well, started his tithing. word said. And I didn't start living perfect. And I didn't, I wasn't this like new We're being. We're still not perfect. No. But I think like it was, it was the tithe in my heart showing God that like it's yours. It's mm. not mine. Yeah. It's yours. And that is what God absolutely blessed everything from. I know it was that moment. And that's where like, I don't know how much I'll end up with. And I don't care as long as I'm pursuing God and like the God given dreams I have, I'm stinking pumped for it. And if there's a Lamborghini in the mix, I'm pumped for it. Like I, I really am like, but it, it is just that like you're truly partnering up with God and he's a good father. Like if I am, you were 23. I was 23 broke with $4. When did you start tithing? What age? I was 24. Okay. So from 24, 34. So 10 years. So 10 years. So from 24 to 29. So going back to how I even became a millionaire, Mm -hmm. we were sitting down with our CPA and he said, he's doing all the numbers, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, congratulations, Mr. Susie, Mrs. Susie. You guys are millionaires on paper. I was like, what? And then I remembered asking God, if you make me a millionaire by the time I'm 30, I'll help anybody that wants to get there. I'll, I'll share it. I'll just, I'll, I want to be your tool. I want to be used by you. Just I'll share anything you want me to share. And that's where God money was born. Mm. But it really was. And I know some people were like, well, you can't make deals with God like that. Like you don't say, if you do this, I'll do this. It's not transactional. Jesus died for you. That's a transaction. The whole thing's a transaction. And people don't like to look at it that way, but it is. Yeah. It's and so, and a I, covenant. A covenant. Yeah. But it was all part of his plan. And so I wasn't, I don't think he did that just because I asked, but I think he also did it because I asked. I had faith for it too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, it's tithe folks. Tithe. <laughs> it's life changing. <laughs> if you didn't get that loud and clear, you might want to start tithing. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, this thank conversation you. just blessed me immensely. Oh, truly. Thank truly. You. No. I'm yeah, I, I still I'm on my money journey, dude. But you know what it really is? It's a God journey. Mm -hmm. I'm on my journey walking with the Lord. I just started walking with him in 2018, going to Bible college. Hugo and I are going to Bible college. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, just learning to seek his ways above my own. And I think that that's what this last 40 days have been about for me, you know, is like I I have loud and clear now. I wasn't meant to be a department developer. Yeah. Can I? Could I? Yeah. Do I know how? 100%. 100%. Would yeah. it be amazing if I did on paper and like in the world would clap? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I know that that's not God's call in my life. And that's powerful. Yeah. When that's not God's call. It's not God's call. Then there's peace about so turning much the page. Peace. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Jesus. But when it's you doing it and you making the decision, oh. then there's that like, was it the right choice? Was it the wrong oh, choice? No, I know. I know for sure yeah. that I, that's not what he wants me to do. Can I? Yeah. yeah. That's that's some 
is it a good idea or a God idea? Yeah, that's great. I love that. And yeah, uh, yeah it's a good idea. It'd yeah. like make us really wealthy on paper. Maybe. Yeah. If it all turned out okay. Yeah. But it's not God's plan for my life. Yeah. And I'm just now like walking with him closer and I'm seeing glimpses of what his plan is. Mm, that's you know? amazing. And I don't think he's going to show me the whole thing because it, you know, it requires faith to keep walking close to him. It does. Yeah. But the peace that I feel now you know, compared to 45 days ago is just like a world of difference. And the words that he's given to Ugo to lead our family and stuff about just different things specific to our situation. It's just seek him above all things and all of these things shall be added unto you. When you look at what the Bible says and what God says, you can have it all. Yeah. It might not look how you think it looks. But beware of the traps. But God will literally, <laughs> like God will literally give you the life that he has designed for you in my eyes is like the best life. And that's one thing that like we settle for the world's good and we just forget that God has best for I, us. I think that one of the things you said in this podcast to wrap it up for once and for all is that success is living God's plan for your life yeah. and surrendering and submitting to that yeah. and being walking close enough to him to really truly realize and have the revelation that you are living his plan for your life yeah. and not what the world says that you could or should or whatever yeah. could do. All right. Well, Goose, thank you so much. Thank you, Natalie. No, from, this is great. From this 16 years old at a leadership camp to uh, <laughs> running a God money conference. Podcast at a conference. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. Who knew? Who knew I'd join up with those evangelicals? <laughs> Snake biters. No. <laughs> God is so good, you guys. Um, thank you so much.